Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast on a midweek Wednesday, where do you hurt? So uh, we cover every sport and every story in sports every day on Coast to Coast from everything all over the world. And we always talk fighting with Mafia, Brian Ciano. Uh, we love to get into the UFC, other MMA, obviously Bellator, one, you name it, boxing. Uh, we get it all. So Font and Garbrandt, I like Cody Garbrandt. I think he's a badass. Uh, they're fighting Saturday on UFC Fight night, I'm expecting violence. Yeah, it's going to be a very violent fight. Of course, Garbrandt came back after you know a long time off, and he had a, a bad streak there of losing a couple in a row, came back for it, had a sun-south fight where he got the knockout in the last seconds of the round. And then they're going to throw him in. You know, he dropped the division. They're going to throw him right into the title mix against Figueredo. And all that went to, you know, out of the window when he blew out his bicep, had to go on a long injury hiatus here. He had COVID as well. So it was kind of put on the side burner. And then now he's coming back, and he's fighting this fight against Font who's a guy who's on his own little win streak here. I think he's three in a row, four or five. So it's going to be a, a fight with these two, mixing it up, the smaller guys, which, you know, a lot of people always like the big heavyweights and light heavyweights to think they throw bombs. But as we've seen, you know, last week, you throw those small guys in there, they throw some pretty heavy hands at times. This is going to be one of those fights. So uh, GSP has admitted that Dana White nixed a boxing match that – they wanted to put together with Oscar De La Hoya fighting George St. Pierre. Do you buy that? Yeah, he flat out came out and said there was rumors about it last week with you know people from like Triller saying it. And Dana White came out after the fights last week, you know, talking about these clouds and you know leave my guys alone. All these guys, you know, the Pauls wanting to fight the you know these UFC guys and he's not going to put them up against them. Well, apparently they went out a little outside there. I mean, GSP obviously is still under contract because he retired. He didn't run out his contract with the UFC. And they came to him and approached him about De La Hoya fighting him. And he said it would have been a dream come true because that was his second favorite boxer ever after uh, Sugar Ray you know, Leonard. So he would have loved doing it. He's like, I'm done with MMA. I'm 40 years old. I'm too old for this. It's a young man's game. It would have been great to fight him. And you know, all the money would have gone to charity. But Dana White got in the way of it. And he says he understands why. It just really, you know, it stinks for him that he would have loved fighting him. But, I mean, what happened? Didn't when De La Hoya started this, you know, this alleged comeback, we heard that he was going to fight real guys. He was going to fight contenders. And then the names that we've heard thrown out there are – GSP and Eddie Alvarez, like these are guys who have no boxing experience. What the hell happened to him wanting to be a legit comeback here? Well, first of all, it's a joke that he's fighting, but I would have, you know, said about this whole GSP thing, like who cares if he fights him? Like why would Dana White? Because I'll tell you why. The reason why this fight isn't happening, let's just get down to the gist of it. Dana White hates Oscar De La Hoya's guts and will not do anything ever to cooperate with him in life on any level of any facet of sports or otherwise. He hates him. He can't stand him. 
Well, he also, yeah, I mean, he doesn't want this Triller, you know, promotion to make its name off of him and his guys. You know, we, he's made that abundantly clear that he's just not going to give up his guys to this thing. These, you know, stupid boxing matches are putting together. He doesn't want to risk his guys, uh, you know, name, legacy, things like that. Obviously, GSP's not in there anymore. So maybe it was more of a shot at GSP because, you know, we know we spoke for how long? Almost a year of them wanting to put this epic fight of GSP versus Khabib together. And that would be the only thing that really kept Khabib in the mix. And GSP refused to do it. And now Khabib's gone. Maybe it was a little bit of that, too. So Barboza wants Max Holloway. Can they get that together? They could. I just don't know if it makes much sense right now. I mean, Max Holloway has shown that he is still at the top of that division. You know, he lost a controversial split decision the second time around when he tried to get his belt back and, you know, against Volkanovski. Then looked just as good, if not better, when he beat, I believe, it was Ige in the next fight and just dominated him. So this guy is still at the top of the game, top of the division. I just don't think Edson Barboza, even though he had a great knockout, I don't know if he's still in that mix yet that we want to throw him in there against Holloway. I think, if, you know, you got to work your way up with another guy or two maybe before that. We welcome in our radio affiliate Sirius XM Channel 204, Mighty or 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, yeah, should do bay. Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline USA, Armed Forces Radio, hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's Pharrell talking to fight game with Mafia on Coast to Coast on a midweek Where Do You Hurt Wednesday. Uh, Bellator is going to start letting fans in in June to their cards. Yeah, this is one that they're going to have this weekend. This Friday is the last one where they have that cyborg fight. Uh, it's going to be the last one without fans for them because they're doing all these fights at you know, Mohegan Sun up in Connecticut. And apparently starting in June with the next card, they're going to start letting limited amount of fans in. Tickets are going on sale, uh, I think, this weekend. So people can get excited that maybe they can go up to Bellator again in Connecticut and wherever they start to go around the country. I know Dana White said he's not going to take these fight nights out of Vegas you know, until probably close to the end of the year. It's only going to be the pay-per-views. So Bellator is going to pick up the slack there, and they're going to go to these smaller you know, cities and states like they do and let people in. So uh, Dillashaw is going to fight Sandhagen. They've rescheduled it for July 24th. Let's talk about uh, Tyson Fury. He blasts Deontay Wilder for wanting 20 mil to walk away from the forced rematch. He says he's going to knock his head off again. Can we show the uh, Fury posting a list of Wilder's excuses? <laughs> Look at the excuses. Costume was too heavy. Gloves were loaded. Weak legs. Uh, my water was spiked. Uh, gloves had no padding. I, I, I was a zombie. In the grass. A disloyal trainer. <laughs> Fight like stopped too early. Like real excuses. Then gets just more ridiculous things to prove how... You know, crazy it is that this guy wants his third fight and all the drama that's been. I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, yeah, you want him all this money to walk away. But, you know, in in one regard, like, he has that right. That's on you and your promoters for not getting him out of there before this Wait. giant payday came out. We talked about Wait, it yesterday. Did like, you... <laughs> Wait, did you see the last one? A dent in my head. And look at the picture yeah. of the dent in his head. It's the greatest thing ever. Can we put the picture? <laughs> look at the dent in his head. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. This is on, you know, this is on Hearn and Aram. Not getting him out of the way before. We heard about $150 million side fee. It would have cost you $10 million before. Now it's going to cost you a lot more. All right, we'll come back and talk NBA rack. Good job, Ma. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, uh, Carver High, it was a rough night for me with those two play-in games. Uh, I flipped like I, I never did. Mafia knows. Like I, I, every time I flip, I get burned. I thought the Pacers would win that game, and then I drank the Kool-Aid and bought in on the Hornets. And uh, I thought the Wizards would, would beat the Celtics. I, I still think the Celtics are average at best. They had uh, Tatum have that 50 spot last night. I told you yesterday, if he has 45, they'll win the game. He, he had 50, and they won the game. So that's what it took. Kem was the only other guy that did anything in that game. The rest of that team did absolutely nothing. It was a one- or two-man show, pretty much a one-man show with Tatum. Yeah, it was Tatum's night, that's for sure. He explodes for 50 as the Celtics beat the Wizards 118 to 100. 50 points, eight boards. He had five threes. He was 17 of 17 from the line. Here he is. Doesn't care how he's viewed around the league. Never gets mentioned with the other big stars. That doesn't bother Jason Tatum at all. Well, I, don't I don't believe really that. Caught up in, you know, those who think I am a superstar and those, those that don't. Um, you know, what does that really mean? Uh, I know that uh, my teammates, you know, I've, I've earned their respect. I've earned the respect of the guys that I play against um, and the coaches. And, you know, I believe myself. And that's very excited. That's all that matters. Oh, my God. I was just about to nod <laughs> off. Here's the deal. He is a superstar. Uh, the guy's a great player. He does it every night. And it's always. I mean, this guy performs at a high level every single night. He's without a doubt a star player. I, I don't know anything about what he's saying that nobody recognizes him and that people don't think he's a superstar and he doesn't get mentioned with the heavies. I think that's a load of crap. Uh, everyone knows exactly who the best player in Boston is. And they know when they play that team, they got a problem on their hands. And they have to defend against that nightmare every night. I don't believe for one minute that he's not a superstar player in the league. He already is. He's already a superstar. I mean, 50 last night, not enough for you. I mean, the guy does it all the time. Uh, he had a 60-point game a couple weeks ago. Rob Williams left the game for the Celtics. His status is uncertain. Brad Stevens after the game, uh, you know, he was proud of his team for the win, Scotty. But as we look ahead to them now facing the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Stevens, uh, like, already laying it down. The Nets are the greatest team ever. I think, you know, they're so hard to beat. Here's Brad Stevens telling you how great the Brooklyn Nets are. We're hardened in a lot of ways, right? We've been backs against the wall most of the year. And uh, to have to play tonight, to get into the playoffs, J 
just to earn the right to play probably the most talented team that's been assembled since I've been in the NBA. You know, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of togetherness, and it takes staying together through tougher times. We'll get ready for Brooklyn starting on Thursday when we get back together. We know that challenge is, I mean, those guys are the best of the best. And uh, going into that, if, if I'm a fan, I, you know, and just a general fan of the NBA, I, don't, I see, have been a hard time seeing them lose. So we're going to have to play great. We're going to have to play great together. And, um, you know, we're going to have to be really, really sound on both ends of the floor. Well, I mean, they got one thing going for him. He's a genius. A second thing is the Nets don't play defense, so I'm sure Tatum's going to score 40 a night, every night, and he'll do whatever he wants against them because the Nets do nothing on that end of the floor. But he's right about the other thing is that they're going to lose. They're going to lose because they can't score as much as the Nets. It's that simple. The Nets will outscore everyone, and that'll be that. And he's already planted the seed. We're going to lose. So he's telling you out front, interesting strategy from Brad Stevens there. Bradley Beal and the Wizards, they lose, but they do have another game tomorrow night, Scotty, that we will talk about in a moment. Here's Beal. Wizards played with no urgency last night. I don't think we played our style of basketball uh, at all tonight. And, uh, you know, we got to realize that this is the playoffs. You know, everybody has to up their level of play. Um you know, you understand that every play is important. Every play is sense of urgency. You know, we would kind of let a team who was beat up down low, you know, kind of beat us on the boards, got a lot of offensive rebounds, beat us to 50-50 balls. You know, I think they really hurt us tonight. And uh, and then we just we just couldn't guard. So we just got to be better. You know, granted, granted, you know, my head isn't down. I don't think I, I told the guys the same thing. Like, this is where we want it to be. Uh, you know, give ourselves an opportunity, you know, to get to seven if that was the case. And if not, you know, on the back end, we still get another opportunity at home. So, you know, uh, our heads up and we get ready for, for Indiana on Thursday. I mean, it's so hard to tell with the way the Pacers looked uh, against the Hornets that they're going to go lay an egg in, in D.C. I kind of doubt it, but uh, the Wizards should be able to beat them in their building uh, with Westbrook and Beal. Uh, I'll be surprised if they don't get it done. I think I still think that Pacers team is a bunch of hacks uh, without all their best players being injured. I, I just, you know, you have no Levert. You have uh, all kinds of – Brogdon's banged up. Meanwhile, he played great. Sabonis couldn't shoot, but he played great. I don't know what to trust. I know this. Whoever wins that game is losing to Philly. The Pacers did embarrass the Hornets last night. As you said, 144 to 117. They scored 40 points in the first quarter. Uh, let's hear from Miles Bridges and the Hornets. He says, basically, we got our ass whooped. It's tough to look on the positive side. Um, I mean, we just got whooped today. There's nothing else to it. Um, but, you know, Coach, he's, he's always positive. He's um, telling us to get ready for next year. I got to tell you, uh, that was the worst performance I think I've ever seen from an NBA team in a playoff game. You can call it whatever you want. These are playoff games. You lose, you go home. Uh, you know, you win, you're in. Now the loser plays the next uh, round. Those are playoff games. As much as the NCAA playing games are NCAA games because we watch them like they're NCAA games, don't we? I watched that game last night like it was a playoff game. I thought the performance, the effort, the D, uh, the coaching, uh, the uh, even effort was so bad. They quit. 
they quit in the middle of the first quarter, not at the end when they gave up 40. They were done. Ten minutes into that game, they quit. And I think they should fire Borrego. I mean, how in God's name do you not show up for a playoff game? I don't care where the game is. They didn't even try. And that's got to fall on your head coach, if you ask me. Now, I know everybody thinks he's some hot young coach. My ass. That was the worst performance I've ever seen in a playoff game by a team ever. I'm done with them. I mean, honestly, just remember this night when you ever bet on them again in a big game because they'll never win a big game ever. Yeah, I think you combine last night with how they finished the regular season too. Fire uh, Those last five or six games, I would fire them as well. DeMontis Sabonis says the Pacers peaking at the right time as they get ready for the Wizards on Thursday. Here's Sabonis on TNT. I feel like um, everybody's confidence is um, the highest it's been all year, you know. Um, Obviously, uh, we wish it was before, but, you know, um, this is this is uh, the perfect timing for us, you know, and um, it's one game, you know, anything can happen. So we're just going to come out, keep keep playing team ball and, ho- and hopefully get this win. Uh, and he didn't even play well, and he still ended up with a bunch of numbers. He had like 21 boards. The guy uh, did whatever it took to get his team to win. And I thought McConnell played great. The little guy averages 80 at 17. He was hitting elbow jumpers uncontested. I mean... I got to say it again. I thought uh, Scary Terry, LaMelo, Bridges, I mean, it made me want to puke. That was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. That's how bad that was. No good. It was awful. The Hornets were absolutely embarrassing. So we have tomorrow night, Pacers-Wizards in D.C. at FanDuel right now. Minus three for the Wizards. A monstrous 239 total. Uh, These two teams played a bunch down the stretch. Wizards at home, I think, gives them a little bit of an advantage, Scotty. Yeah, I'm leaning on the Wizards, and that number scares me uh, at three. I could see him winning by a bucket. When we come back, we have tonight the Western Conference play-in games. We have LeBron. We have Steph. And believe it or not, I know a lot of people don't realize it, there is a game before them. The Grizzlies and the Spurs are going to play tonight. It's not getting the same hype, but there are two games tonight. We'll talk about both of them when we come back. It's going to be hard to watch that game with four hockey games going on that are all better. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Kevin Walsh on later shilling for LeBron on this very show. Should be interesting <laughs> to see how that goes down. KW loves LeBron, and LeBron is good to go tonight against the Warriors. As we've been hearing for days, he's as close to 100% as he possibly can be, whatever that means. Uh, Curry appreciated that LeBron was saying that he deserves to be the MVP. Here is Steph Curry on the approach to one game, win or go home, or an entire series. Here's Steph. When it comes to one game, you know, whoever plays better tomorrow night, you know, obviously, you know, should win. And, and that comes down to execution and, uh, you know, how locked in you are mentally to, to the task at hand, knowing what the other team's strengths are, because um, you won't have as much time to adjust, um, you know, without, you know, games coming coming uh, behind us. So they are at home. That does, you know, matter. But uh, I feel like, we can come in gun slinging, ready to uh, start the game off hot and, and carry the momentum that we've had over the last, you know, 20 or so games. I mean, is this not the easiest thing you've ever seen in your life? That It's simple. The Lakers have to shut this guy down or they're in big trouble, mister. I mean, this guy is going to go out and chuck 55 shots tonight, and he is going to shoot everything uh, but the kitchen sink at them. And Draymond Green's going to get involved physically. He's going to talk smack. He's going to get teed up. He's going to hurt people. He's going to take charges. He's going to be animated and crazy. He's got to avoid a second tech. And uh, he's got to stop Davis. Uh, you got Davis in the middle. You've got Drummond. Uh, they've got so many bigs, it's not even funny. Uh, the advantage they have in the blocks is outrageous. Let's hear from Anthony Davis. Like Steph was just saying, this is like a Game 7. AD will be asked to carry a lot of the mail tonight for the Lakers. Here he is. I think it's a pretty big game. I mean, from the standpoint, I just yeah. said that you, you get three days in between games. Um, you know, to rest, get, get right um, for the next – for your next series. Uh, so I, I think it's beneficial for us, um, absolutely, to win that game. Um, it is a big game. It's a, um, you know, playing Steph Curry uh, and the Warriors. And it's always a, you know, tough matchup when you're playing those guys uh, when Steph is playing. So, you know, we look at it as, I mean, a game seven for sure. Because um, you only get to play, you play these guys one time uh, in a playing tournament. So. Uh, we look at it as a game seven for sure, and uh, it's a must-win for us. I think they have to deal with Harrell as well. I think that's going to be a problem for him. He's about a 13-7 and seven guy that, uh, you know, plays a lot like Green. He's not as good as Green, but he plays like him. Violent, physical, diving for balls, taking charges, banging. Uh, the Lakers are going to try to wear down this team because beyond Green – they are soft as bagels. I mean, honestly. And here we go. Let's take a look. The line now at FanDuel for the Lakers and the Warriors. This is the late game tonight, of course. The second game, 10 p.m. Eastern. Lakers minus six now. I uh, get the Warriors at that heavy plus 198 on the money line. Let's go. Total 218 and a half. But the line is now six for this game, Scott. 
I have to take the number for sure, but I, I think the Lakers beat them with their, uh, you know, game inside the uh, the elbows. I, I think down in the low block and inside on the glass, uh, I, I don't think Green can take on uh, both of those giants or let alone Harrell. All three of them are going to wear them down at some point or another, and you got to deal with LeBron James. I don't believe for one minute that his ankle's 100%. I think he's 60%. He's tweaked it twice in the last three weeks. Every time he plays, he tweaks it. So it's an issue for sure. What they're doing is lying through their teeth about it, that it's not an issue, but it is an issue for sure. I guarantee he's getting shot up with Toradol, and he's taped up like a mother Pharreller, and uh, he won't even be able to bend that ankle. Uh, It'll be a piece of steel uh, that they have uh, in his shoe tonight, his 18s. Know that. Uh, I don't believe he's healthy at all. And I also don't believe Anthony Davis is healthy. I think he's a, an injury waiting to happen. I think other guys like Harold, Schroeder, Kuzma, and uh, Caruso are going to have to step up big time in this game because I guarantee you, you know what's going to happen on the other side. Curry's going to produce. The loser of that game will face the winner of the first game. That is 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. The Spurs are in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies and Ja Morant who lost in the play-in game last year in the bubble. They are four-point favorites over DeMar DeRozan, Popovich, and the crew. Not as much fanfare around this game, Scotty. What do you think in the early one? Well, I think there's no one on the face of the earth that cares about this game. It's got absolutely zero juice whatsoever. But I think Popovich and the Spurs are going to show up, and they'll cover that number. I think DeRozan's going to have a big game. I think the Grizzlies are going to have to come from behind to win this game. I think they will steal it, but I don't think they'll cover the number either. I'm going to middle both games. I like Memphis to win, Spurs cover, Lakers win, Warriors cover. There you go. NBA Western Conference play-in games tonight. Uh, the second, the last game will be Friday night for the West. Elsewhere in the NBA, Kyrie Irving wants to enjoy the playoffs, Scotty, as if it's his last. Okay, so what's Kyrie trying to tell us here? Is he going all out to play? Or is he telling us he's retiring after the season? Interesting comment from Kyrie Irving. Listen, I will not be surprised in the least. Uh, He's had a brilliant career, and I think he's going to be phenomenal in the playoffs. Uh, Every night he plays, he's he's incredible. But I do think there's a chance, a remote chance, that this guy could walk away from uh, the NBA at least for a year or two uh, and step away because he's so absorbed in – issues around the world and, and what's going on. He's not going to save anybody in, in uh, the Gaza Strip. He, he's talking about it like it, it matters to him more than anything uh, in his life, what's going on with Israel and Palestine, what's going on all over the world bothers him. He seems as though he'll admit it. Their basketball is the last thing on earth that matters to him. And anyone that's on the precipice of, of trying to save the world, doing other things, I think there is a chance. I really do believe that uh, Kyrie Irving is going to walk away from basketball at a young age and do other things in life, bigger, better things than playing basketball. I don't think he cares about playing basketball at all. Drew Holiday was not part of the Bucs in the bubble last year when they lost to the Heat. He says that the Bucs have more talent than the Heat right now, as those two will get ready to go this weekend. Ty Lue and the Clippers took a lot of heat last weekend for not playing any of their regulars. Well, Ty Lue doesn't give a damn, Scotty, about any of that. He doesn't care how people handle it. Elf 
over everything else was Ty Lue's plan the entire time. Does not care what anyone says. Well, he's right, and, you know, he knows as well as anyone how badly this team, this very team that he was not coaching at the time, but he knows how badly they choked. So they have a plan, and they've always had it in place uh, to do things completely different than the way they did it uh, the last time around. I think it benefits them, but like I said, like I saw the Knicks kick their ass and that was the day I was done buying into the Clippers that they're winning any kind of championship. I mean, the Knicks pushed them around like they weren't even there. Suns coach Monty Williams voted coach of the year by the NBA Coaches Association. Now, this is not the official NBA Coach of the Year award that they will hand out at the awards show, but the NBA Coaches Association felt Monty deserved it over Tom Thibodeau. Uh, I believe is that like, I know you agree I, as well. Well, is that like, a, do, do the refs have an association too, a little boys club that they belong to? Because I've never heard of this stupid uh, players or coaches association. I didn't know they had their own little fraternity. Uh, they so do. apparently, uh, th- there you go. Congratulations. You won the award uh, amongst your peers. But the only award that matters is the one that the league gives out. That's it. The Cavs are expected to give Jared Allen a $100 million extension. Scott Perry to remain in the Knicks front office. New contract expected for him. Jeremy Lin hints at retirement after not getting a contract with anyone this year. ESPN hires Chris Bosh for studio appearances during the playoffs. That should be exhilarating. And did you see Shaq show up late for work last night on the TNT coverage my man couldn't get there on time. Barkley was giving him the business. You can't hide. You're a 7-2 guy. We're going to see you walking in. Bad job by Shaq last night, Scotty. Nothing was better than watching Shaq milk the cow when he was standing behind <laughs> Charles Barkley and yanking on the rope uh, that we couldn't even air <laughs> on the network because it was so uh, porno-esque. Uh, So anything that he does showing up late uh, for the show, who cares? Uh, I want to play the video of him milking the cow. I mean, that was right out of uh, Butt Bongo 1 and 2. Some (laughs) NFL for you. Matt Ryan uh, says he still feels good and that he has a lot of football left in him. We'll see. Aaron Rodgers escapes to Hawaii with Cheyenne Woodley to get away from all the Packer drama. DeMaurice Smith rips to the stupidity of Bill's GM Brandon Bean's vaccination remarks. And PFF ranks Jalen Hurts as the second worst starting quarterback in the NFL. KW will like to hear that. What a great thing to wake up to if you're Jalen Hurts that they say you're the second worst quarterback in the league. Have a great season, kid. Listen, they said that two years ago about Josh Allen, too. And I'm not calling Jalen Hurts Josh Allen, but PFF, they get it wrong every once in a while. So I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Believe me, you, you're right about Josh Allen. He's, you know, a lot of people might say top three in the league now. So uh, who cares what anyone thinks of uh, a quarterback in the middle of May? And tomorrow I have college football lines for you from FanDuel. We have spreads. Sweet. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We always love to hook up with KW, Kevin Walsh from the early line on Sports Grid In Play Sports tonight uh, on Sports Grid Radio. Is it 7 Eastern every night? KW, my man, I know you're stoked for uh, tonight's game, uh, the late game. I know uh, the early game. Uh, I don't know anyone that's stoked for that, but I'm sure I'll be watching anyway. Uh, let's go mm-hmm. back to last night, though. I want to get your reaction to that Hornets performance and what you think the fallout should be for that type of performance. Now, you talk about laying an egg, but honestly, the way they play down the stretch, Mobby and I were doing it on the bench last night, like 9-17, and 17, uh, mm-hmm. the way they lost their last five, the performance that they uh, put on that floor last night, I mean, they quit. About eight minutes into the game, they quit. I don't want to hear it that they played the rest of that game. They quit. Uh, they didn't try. They didn't play defense. They didn't do anything. They didn't move the ball. It was the ugliest performance I've ever seen. I say uh, you fire the coach. I mean, how do you not get ready for the last month of the season and a playoff game, for Christ's sakes? No one showed up to play. Who do you blame? You know, Scott, it's interesting. Usually when they tell you an NBA game starts at 630, tip-off is at 640. But last night's game tipped off at 630. I had no idea. Apparently, the Hornets had no idea either. I mean, they didn't show up from the start, and at no point did they consider showing up during that game. I agree. How does Borrego keep that job? I mean, they were 27-24, and a pretty clear path to avoiding the play-in, possibly, if not holding on to a top-eight seed. And, okay, there were some injuries. You lose Gordon Hayward. You paid him a bunch of money to be your best player. I mean, the Pacers were a disaster, DeMontis Sabonis was trying to get Nate Borkman fired. And they go out there and they figure it out and they run you off the court like that. Oh, and by the way, they lose Karis LeVert six hours before tip to health and safety protocols. I I agree. Look, you never want to call for someone's job, but I don't think that's an acceptable result for Charlotte. I'm sorry. There's no way that team can say, ah, at least we were in the play. And no way. You were the 10th seed and got embarrassed. I mean – I thought, like, we went over it last night. The Pacers with Brissett, and I was joking, was it Jacoby Brissett? Uh, They had, uh, you know, Brogdon was injured. They had, literally, they played Samson, Brima, Batadze. Batadze, is that like, uh, is that like shuffleboard? I don't even know what that is. Is that a game? Goga was punching coaches a week before the game. 
Big Batazzi was punching coaches, and he's out there then punching the Hornets around. I mean, it was embarrassing. Start to finish. I don't know how that's acceptable. Scotty, at one point, I grabbed 25 and a half points with the Hornets. I'm like, well, listen, their starters are in, and they're going against TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell was running them up and down the court. I mean, what was I watching? Poor LaMelo Ball was getting put in a torture rack from TJ McConnell. I mean, it, it was so bad. Like, TJ's about an eight spot a game, but he's really, to me, a, a, a thief. He steals the ball and makes plays. But to see him hitting elbow jumpers one after the next and have 17 points, and I, I couldn't believe what I was watching from really LaMelo and Scary Terry and Bridges. I mean, it was sickening how pathetic they were. I It, it was like... It was so bad. Like, after the first, when they put 40 on him, I swear to God, I turned the, the Penguin Islander game on. I never looked back except to see the score. It was the worst game I've ever think I've seen in my life. When you consider that their season was on the line, I mean, imagine if we get that in a game seven this year. Imagine a team goes out there and gives up 140 in a game seven and his non-competitive start to finish. They didn't cut that thing down to single digits once the first quarter was over. I mean, they it was pillar to post, wire to wire. They were embarrassed in that game. I mean, Terry Rozier, 0 of 9 from beyond the arc? Can't get one to fall? Scotty, I think I find you in the corner. You're going to hit at least one of nine. Yeah, I just hit three. I just hit three in a row from the deep corner, okay? So let me talk about the second game because you're up two at the half, and then you lay an egg. I thought Washington's performance defensively was anemic, and I said before the game, the only way Boston wins is if Tatum has 45. Well, he had 50, and they won the game. I still think they're going to get their ass beat by the Nets Mm -hmm. because I don't buy the Celtics. I don't think they're a good team at all. I think he's a great player. I think Tatum is a special player. I think ultimately, though, the big thing for Boston, while Tatum was carrying the load offensively, on the defensive side of the ball, Washington, they kind of lost the plot. Russ was playoff Russ, and that's not a good thing. The way that you talk about a playoff LeBron or a playoff Kawhi, playoff Russ, not very good. Beal, we know, is far from 100% because he told us that he's not 100%. Washington scoring 100 points is so surprising, I promise you that there is no playoff game coming. I can't imagine a world in which Brooklyn lands on only 100 points. It's going to be a heavy load that Jason Tatum is going to need to carry to even take a game off the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, the Wizards still have a shot, and they get to play the Pacers at home tomorrow night in D.C., and they're laying three. Does that number scare you? And do you think that they can have a better performance than that brutal one I saw last night in that second half? Yeah, I mean, going home, I think, has to help, right? We saw both home teams win to start. Both home teams are favored tonight. So in a playoff kind of atmosphere, I think that does help. The one thing is, while a lot of people were worried about the Karis LeVert absence, not a lot of people focused in on the Malcolm Brogdon return to that game. Malcolm Brogdon's the second best player on that team, not Karis LeVert. Sabonis, obviously the best player on the team, the all-star. Getting Brogdon back is a big boost for that Pacers team. If he's a full go, which is the weird thing with the Pacers, they're a touch-and-go kind of situation. Brogdon, Sabonis, they all remain questionable for Thursday's game, but I think Indiana still enters that game incredibly live against Washington. 
I'm giving high grades to KW's uh, shirt today. Let's take a look at that just for a second. I mean, that is just fantastic. I mean, what is going on there? That is just brilliant. I love that shirt. I need to get one of those. flowers. Yeah. I mean, you're styling right into, you know, mid-May. You got it all going. You look like you're going to the Indianapolis 500. You're just styling today. All right, let's talk about your boy LeBron tonight because I know that they're going to shoot him up before the game. I don't believe he's healthy at all. He tweaked it the last time he played. The time before that, he tweaked it. Uh, I'm not buying Davis is healthy either. But I do think with Davis, Drummond, Harrell, they got an enormous advantage in the paint. And if I'm the Lakers, I run everything downtown right through there with valet parking. I go right to the meat of it, go into the paint, go into the low block and win this game. Yeah, and to be honest with you, Scott, I don't even think the offense is the concern. I think it'll come. Anthony Davis looks back to me as the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he embarrassed that team single-handedly. I think ultimately with LeBron driving to the rack as well, Drummond, there's plenty of size. There's plenty of shooting. I think the offense should come. It's about how they handle Steph. And, you know, if Andre Drummond gets the start tonight, which I think he will, is he a liability in pick-and-roll coverage? Because then Frank Vogel's going to have to pull the plug on that immediately. You know, the Lakers finished with the best defense in the NBA this year. For Rudy Gobert's, you know, 100th Defensive Player of the Year award that's coming, or Simmons' second-place finish, or everything that Thibs has done, it was the Lakers. Despite losing AD, despite losing LeBron, who was going to finish with the NBA's best defense. And the two games that they beat the Warriors this season, they held them to under 100 points. I think this thing starts and finishes with the Lakers' defensive intensity in this game. And if they come out with that, I think they should be able to jump on the dubs. Well, uh, you know, I obviously I think Green is a badass. I think he's going to be violently in this game, very physical, taking charges. I think he's probably going to get teed up. I think he's going to be talking smack. I think he's going to try to get in people's heads. And we already know what Curry can do. What do you think uh, they have to do beyond Curry to put the ball in the hole? They can't just count on this guy to have 60 points tonight against the Lakers. What I think you're going to see is Draymond try to attack from a scoring role early. He did this against Memphis. He's now gone into double-digit scoring in four consecutive games. And his points prop, by the way, tonight is eight and a half. I don't think that's a coincidence. What I think he's trying to do is make the defense of the opponent second-guess the idea that they can just leave Draymond and full sell out on Steph. And you'll probably still be fully selling out on Steph, but we've seen Draymond now take what the defense is giving him, attack the paint aggressively. I think you'll see Draymond, similar to what he did against Memphis, start the game off as a little bit of a scorer and try and take some of the heat off of Steph. Because to be honest, Scott, as much as, yes, they can't rely on Steph to score 60, he's got to score at least 30 at maybe even 40, like you mentioned last night with Tatum. Oh, I think he will. I think he's going to go off like he always does. Do you think that they can, uh, because I think no matter what, if they were to lose tonight, they're going to win that elimination game, in my opinion, without a doubt. So let's say they get in, they're they're the 7, they're the 8, doesn't matter to me. Do you Mm -hmm. think this team goes for another title? The Lakers? Yes, yeah, yeah, I think if they land on the seven, I'll probably end up betting them to win the title tonight. 
I, I think that all year long, I've felt like the two Los Angeles teams, one of them was going to win the championship this year. And the Clippers, for all the heat that they're tanking, uh, they've given that a lot more of an opportunity by tanking down to a different portion of the bracket. If those teams have a clear path to avoid one another until the conference finals and the Lakers look good tonight in a victory over the Golden State Warriors, I'll be looking to bet the Lakers to win the NBA championship all year long. I thought it was going to be one of the L.A. teams. I think Anthony Davis is back, and I have to trust LeBron's word. Yes, you have to be worried about the health, Scott, but how many teams in the NBA's health are you not worried about? Brooklyn's big three? That's crazy. Embiid, are we confident there? No. Right. I mean, we like so there's so many different teams with injury scares. Donovan Mitchell, by the way, hasn't played since mid-April. Most people don't seem to be talking about that. So if the Lakers win tonight, I'll probably end up betting them to win the championship to answer your question. Who are you taking in this uh, early game tonight? Memphis and Spurs getting four. Yeah, I lean towards the Spurs with the points. I just think this game has an air of competitiveness to it. You know, the interesting thing is you, you you saw that on Sunday, the Hornets and the Wizards had that incredibly tough battle as one of them was going to be the eight seed. The loser would be the 10 seed. We had the same thing play out with Golden State and Memphis. The winner was the eight seed, the loser, the nine. And I think there could be something to the idea of the rest advantage that maybe a team like the Spurs has. Because, you know, the Celtics were kicking their feet up just waiting for Washington. They were locked into the seven. None of their guys were playing over the final five days of that regular season, really. The Spurs, I mean, Popovich didn't even show up to one of the games against Phoenix. He was at the Hall of Fame watching Tim Duncan get inducted. I think the Spurs might be well-rested. I think they can walk into that game at the minimum, keep it around that four-point number. I would have gone to the Hall of Fame uh, like Pop did as well. Real quick, I got 30 seconds. Uh, how do you think the Knicks are going to do in the playoffs? I think they got the draw they wanted. They host. It's the Hawks. It gives them the best opportunity. I think that team will struggle to find answers for Julius Randle. I think they could struggle a little bit when it comes to Trey Young. Ultimately, that has the feel, Scotty, of a series that's going the distance. That feels like a Game 7, a rocking garden, if that's the case. Yeah, edge maybe the Knicks there. Yeah, and I think Capella and Young give them fits when they play them, even though the Knicks won all those games. I think they're going to have their hands full. Love you, KW. Great stuff. We'll see KW uh, on the early line. And, of course, catch him tonight on Sports Grid Radio. Thanks, brother. Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I got a haul ass Carver High. Former Louisville assistant Dino Guadio charged with extortion. How about Sabrina Inescu last night in her sixth game ever in the WNBA? A triple-double, the 10th in league history. Nice job by her. Stanford backtracks on decision to cut 11 varsity sports following an outcry in lawsuits. Federer loses in his comeback at the Geneva Open. Association of Japanese Doctors calls for Tokyo games to be canceled due to a COVID spike. Saudi Arabia proposing holding the Men's and Women's World Cup every two years. I'm all for it. Ryan Leaf claims getting booed at a Tyson fight in front of Jordan Tiger and Dr. Dre sparked his pill addiction. I've heard it all. Lee Steinberg says no Jerry Maguire too, but a movie about his life is in order. Tristan Thompson wants paternity accuser to pay him 100 grand for causing, quote, hurt feelings, end quote. I've heard it all now. The Ted Lasso cast stayed in character when they were randomly interviewed at the FA Cup final. That was great. The Richmond <laughs> fake team in that TV series. That was fantastic. They were interviewing the players like they were playing in the FA Cup. It was great. Woman fakes her own wedding to get back at her ex-boyfriend. Brits asked not to get too drunk as pubs reopen all over London. Vegas Strip Club hosting COVID vaccine events every night. I'm all for it. Charles Grodin passes away at 86. Great actor, Carver High. Four weeks of junk food took 10 years off my life, says a doctor. So he just ate junk food and then uh, aged. Amazon negotiating to buy MGM Studios for $9 billion. And a Lamborghini is coming out with an electric car by 2030. I got the clock going on that, Carver High. Do you think I'll make it to 2030 before I can get a Lambo, an electric Lambo? You got to get in the mix with the electric Lambo. Those things are going to be no joke, man. The, I mean, Lambo, and just in general, you got to get in the mix and forget the electric ones. My buddy shows up to play basketball on the weekends in his Lamborghini at the at the gym I play at. It's the, it's embarrassing. It's it's so nice. The car shouldn't even be allowed in the parking lot. The thing goes like 220 miles an hour. It's unbelievable. Four Stanley Cup playoff games, and they start in 30 minutes. Screw that Grizzlies game. I'm all over to pucks tonight. We'll see you on the bench at 10 o'clock. GTD is next on Sports Grid. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we ch- Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.